welcome back to season two of Empowering Green. I'm joined today in the studio by some very special guests. Um, with me today is Bob Krampaski and our new recovery navigator, Brianna Buchanan. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, we're glad to have you guys. Um, I just wanted to bring you all in and have a discussion centered around recovery today. Bob, you are a member of the recovery community. Yes. Um, you've been in recovery for how long now? Uh, over 30 years. 30 years. That's yep. amazing. Yep. Father's Day in 1993. Wow. Wow. Um, you know, in that time, you have really, it's been an evolution for you. You know, you are now and have been an outspoken advocate for recovery. You volunteer time at many different community organizations and one of your most recent ventures, you know, working with the Green and Scott County Recovery Council. We're very fortunate to have you and your leadership. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your recovery. Uh, my recovery is is the most important thing in my life. Without being clean and sober, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here. I didn't think I would live to be fifty years old because of my drinking and drugging. And uh, I'm 73, so for some reason, God has saved me. Uh, he took my younger brother, who drank himself to death at 58. He took my older, my older sister, who drank herself to death at 56. My dad was a practicing alcoholic, but somehow he lived till he was 79. Uh, so maybe I got my longevity from him. But I also got my alcoholism through him. Yeah, it's it um, for people that don't know, it, you know, a lot of times it's generational learning yes. that um, curbs or brings about the substance use. Um, they say that there's a gene in us, you know, that kind of carries that. Uh, and to show how I've passed on my legacy, so to speak, my oldest daughter had 31 years sobriety in last May. Uh, oh, wow. By the time she was 12 years old, she was a cocaine addict because she got into my stuff. Yep. Yep. And she just had a, a, a trail of trouble with school and with the law and everything that was there. And uh, her mom and I ended up giving her up to be raised by her grandma in Las Vegas. Wow. wow. So, I mean... Things come around full circle. Yeah, for sure. But it's all in God's time and God's will. Absolutely. If if it, if things were in my my time, it would be just turmoil. <laughs> you know, yeah. The big book says self will run riot. That was me. Yeah. And one of my character defects is lack of patience. <laughs> I want what I want. I want it now. Yeah. Amen. Many of us do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and the last thing I wanted to do was to get a God in my life. And now he's everything in my life. And it's this, just my perception has changed. It's the same God I had when I was a kid. Yeah. Only it was my perception that he was a God of fear. Do yeah. this or you'll go to hell. Uh, being raised in a Catholic household, they had commandments. Thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that. Well, mm -hmm. I was a rebel, 
and a defier. I shall. <laughs> <laughs> I think many of us are rebels. Um, I know Bree over here in the corner. She uh, she's a rebel herself. Mm. Um, so both of you are or have served in a field in the mental health and substance use field that is evolving. We're seeing an evolution. Um, we're kind of moving past the days of just say no. Yes. And we're moving more into a, a, a reduce the risk of harm over time and recovery looks different for everybody. And part of that evolution includes support specialist. Both of you share that commonality between you and holding that position. How did you get started in that, Bob? Well, I, 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 I stopped working in the normal work field, workforce. And I had a, like a spiritual awakening. And I was uh, directed to Gateway Foundation in Jacksonville. I've driven by that for... 10 times a week for years, and especially in the tail end where they were doing all the new construction from the shuttered well center that they had. Mm -hmm. uh, and I somehow was directed there. I contacted them. I talked to one of the counselors that I knew through my outside meetings uh, that uh, I felt that I, I had a calling that I needed to be there to work with the, with the addicts and the alcoholics that are that are there and we talked one sunday night for about an hour and he said oh been sober forever you know let me talk to my boss and 10 minutes later i got a job offer from gateway foundation and instructed to go through their uh online process through their florida call center and everything was there and uh in a matter of about six weeks, I got hired, uh, started shadowing other coaches and, and counselors, and uh, I got blessed with being full-time there. Uh, and it wasn't work. It was like going to meetings and being a sponsor. Only I was, the meetings lasted eight hours a day and I sponsored 46 clients. <laughs> <laughs> but the time just blew by because it wasn't work. Yeah. You know, I, my sponsor told me early on, he said, if you're not happy, help somebody. And the other thing he told me, because I always complained to him about work and about doing this and doing that and everything, he said, if you, if you enjoy what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. I, you know, I, I'd say that a lot. I say that to my team here at the health department, you know, I, I enjoy myself so much when I'm here. I look forward to being here every single day. It's not work. No. And you know, it, what started as like some ideas being tossed around the room, I was telling somebody this morning, um, has really become a full blown movement Yes. with, an entire team, an entire arsenal of resources being thrown at an issue that from a long time was always swept under the rug. Yes. You know, and it's good to see the changes that are coming. And a lot of that has to do with peer support. So Bree, how'd you get started in peer support? Um, well, from the recovery council, uh, whenever I was on drug court, 
I learned about the recovery council as I started to join the council. Um, and I was getting peer support myself. Um, and then I got told about the position being open to be a navigator. And at first I was contemplating cause I was scared of the change and you know, just the difference I'm used to being a cook. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, so then I was like, you know, I'll never know until I try. So I just right into it. Um, and again, yeah, it's definitely not work, but I absolutely love what I do. And it's amazing to be able to see and feel that I'm actually helping other people. So what is, for our listeners, like what does a recovery support specialist do, Bob? Well, I've actually been certified as a peer recovery specialist uh, through the state of Illinois. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my job title or job skills or description that I had with it was uh, helping clients adjust with life skills. they had already gone through detox. They had already gone through their residential uh, treatment, and they were adjusting to real life. They say that uh, when an addict and an alcoholic starts using, that they stop growing. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, some of the clients that we had were like 40-year-old men. Yeah. You know, they were 10-year-old kids in a, in a 40-year-old body. Yeah. And they were, they had to learn from the start to schedule doctor's appointments, uh, working with them on uh, getting their GED, helping them not just to find work, but to be employable, to be an asset to somebody's business rather than a liability. Those are the things that we were teaching them. And that's what, what helps us so much with this council is that we're working at erasing that stigma that these are bad people. These are, are good people. Yes, they are. They're, they're, they're sick. Yep. And they know there's not a cure, but there's help. Yep. And that's the thing, you know, I was a hope dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's where it was, it, maybe I was such a good fit for recovery because they say that it's a program of opposite thinking. In order for us to win, we've got to lose. In order for us to live, we got to die. And in order for us to keep it, we got to give it away. I was such a good fit for that because I'm wired wrong. My thinking was all wrong. And and on that subject, my three most dangerous words are I was thinking. I was thinking. Yeah, mine too. I can I can justify anything. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yes, helping guys with life skills, being an asset to a company rather than a liability. That the employer can hire only one person to do one person's job. They don't have to hire a second guy to watch that guy. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, and there's this misconception out there that recovery support specialists are trying to replace the clinical supports and all that other stuff that currently exists within the system that people know, like the doctors, the counselors, the therapists. Um, But that's just not simply true. They're working to supplement the existing supports to mentor, advocate, taking things off of a social worker or therapist plate that supplements that and increases the likelihood of a successful recovery. And here at the department, we're fortunate enough to now have 
three due to the amount of people that we we are currently engaging with in our area we have them working to supplement them and connect people to them and increase the chances of a successful recovery building that recovery capital um so we talk a lot about recovery capital within the the green and scott county recovery council what does recovery capital mean to you to be able to see the growth of when somebody first comes in, you know, and they're down and out and in their dark moments, and then able to see the growth of them, of where they're changing and how they're growing. What about you, Bob? Learning and growing as a dad, not just a father. Anybody can father children, but it takes somebody special to be a dad. And that's working with these guys, too rebuilding their their families of helping them get things together uh one of the big things that they suggest that that you you stay away from is a new relationship for the first year of your recovery because uh us addicts and alcoholics get infatuated pretty pretty quickly and somebody that is you're working with them to get to go to meetings to find a sponsor to work the steps. Uh, uh, so we try to focus on continuing with the, re- the recovery process because it's a process, not an event. Right. You know, when I first got clean and sober, I thought, well, I do a step a week and then, I, it, you know, I'll, I'll be in three months, I'll graduate and I'll be, <laughs> I'll be cured and I'll be ready for football season and everything. No, it, it's a process and you got to keep growing and keep working with that process because if when the process ends we're either dead or we're back out right but you got to stay focused and stay on track so that's where i work with these guys too and it's one-on-one and different things that are there there's too much of a temptation yeah uh, of course that's easier said than done there is always hope that's the thing too when i first came around i thought i was Hopeless, helpless, helpless, hopeless, useless. And I've learned to, that there is always hope. There is. And, you know, and talking about hope, that's been a big part of our work within the council here at the department is inspiring that hope, helping individuals understand that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. And that recovery is just not possible. It's probable you know there's so there's an arsenal of resources out there that exist within our own community and that's really what recovery support or peer support focuses on is helping bridge those gaps and build those skills advocate for those individuals you know mentor those individuals take your own life experience and help show them the different pathways that there are because there's just not one singular pathway everybody's pathway looks completely different and there and within our community there that's the stigma around recovery in general you know that we're really trying to fight and i feel like in the last year we've made a lot of headway oh big time like we've been able to change through people like you but who bring your voice to the table because when you speak it's so powerful it's so meaning people can begin to relate to these stories and you know recover out loud as Brio says a lot mm. you know those people that recover out loud are sharing that hope that inspiration um for those of you 
out there interested in learning more about peer support or recovery support programs, you can visit greencountyhd.org forward slash recovery. Um, there's a wealth of information on the website there. Um, you can also text us if you're interested in resources at 217-702-2396. Just text resources to 217-702-2396 and the team will work to get you connected to resources. We actually launched our new helpline. The helpline is designed to give individuals a point of contact within our team where they don't have to pick up the phone and call because that's hard. That's really hard in mental health and substance use for people that struggle with mental health and substance use, you know, and we're trying pound phone. It's in a thousand pound phone. That's, that's a perfect analogy. And we're trying to really break down those barriers to getting people connected to the resources. So now all you got to do is simply pick up a phone tech and it goes to one of our recovery support specialists um and yeah it's we can have somebody connected to different resources or schedule an appointment with the recovery support specialist um you know you name it and that's what the line's there to do so i'm really excited to see the rollout of this to see how the this next segment of our council goes so in the last year, we've done a lot together. Um, how do you, what do you think about the recovery community in Green? How do you, what do you, how do you see the change or the evolution? It's, it's very strong fellowship. Uh, they have the organized meetings and, and, and all that, but they also have organized activities that you can have outside of the meeting halls and different things that are there. It's not all doom and gloom and it isn't all clinical. Um, there's a potluck where you can get together and, and have a meal. You share food and fellowship. Yeah. Uh, in the summer, they have golf outings uh, where they go. And, and it's just sober activities that you can do together. When I first got clean and sober, it was I thought I had to do everything by myself. And the unity of the fellowship is so vital. Uh, it's a we program. Uh, I found that the AA community in, in the Jacksonville area is very strong. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of old timers and different things that are there. The NA community is younger. Yeah. Uh, an old timer in the NA community has three years sobriety. Uh, so it's, it's hard, but they also have activities to get together. And, and get the family involved in different things that are there. Uh, it's wonderful to see the fellowship. Yeah. The fe know. fellowship is really important in recovery, which kind of circles back to peer support. You yes. Know, that mentoring from someone that can relate to someone, it's a different level of understanding. Yes. You know, there's the clinical workers that they get it, they understand it, and 99.9% .9 of them, they genuinely care. They're going to fight for the issues or f help you work through those challenges, but it's a different kind of relationship with a peer support specialist. Yes. Just not for substance. It's for mental health too, you yes. know? Uh, mental health is a very real challenge in this small community, and I think most rural communities, there is resources out there that can help you. Um, so don't be afraid to reach out. You no, know, on the subject of Here's, you know, being in recovery seems to help these guys relate to it uh, rather than being all clinical. Yeah. Um, 
when I was with when I was with Gateway and being active there, I had groups where I didn't have I could deal with my personal experience. I even had a group on Sunday nights with the guys that they called it as Bob sees it because it was it was no clinical at all, but it was how I dealt with situations and got through it without drinking and using. And that's how it worked for me at the beginning too. People at these meetings were dealing with the same situations that I was, only they weren't drinking and using to deal with it. So that made the, you want to try their suggestions uh, and apply them to, to my life. Yeah. And it worked. I, and it, yeah. And that's the beauty, you know, um, um, you discussed in fellowship it, that's the beauty of recovery support, peer support, yep. you know, it's meant to take those life experiences and share them with others because yep. it inspires that hope. Well, they say it's broken people like you and me helping broken people like you and me. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and with that, we'll leave it there. 